Mendoza presents the Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wilde. Okay, so let's say, let's pretend for just a second that you're a general manager. Yes. And your job is to make a Stanley Cup winning team. I can do it. And you are you are in a market, you have 31 NHL teams, but your city matters. You are Hamilton. You are one of the pillars of the NHL. Yeah. But you make a bad trade. No. Yeah. Not me. You make a bad trade. No. You feel bad about it, right? A little bit. I feel shame. But do you admit it publicly? No. No. Maybe. Even Maybe if that, when I retire. Even if that bad trade's for a good player, sometimes a bad trade doesn't mean that what you got wasn't great. This, it just means that it didn't solve your problem. Is this player still on my team? Player still on your team oh, right now. Well, heavens, I don't say it's a bad trade. No, absolutely not. Now, let's say you make a bad trade. And again, the player's really great. But he doesn't fill the need that you that you needed him to fill. And then your team starts the season, and they're tanking. And oh. the player that you traded performs extremely well, to the point where he has more points than most of the players on your team combined. Oh, well, that sounds like a problem. You feel bad about that, right? Yes. That's not going to go well. No. Now, let's say you make a bad trade, your team tanks, the player you traded performs extremely well, your fans are pissed, and on top of all of that... You might lose a second round pick. Oh, heavens. I give you the Montreal Canadiens and Mikhail Sergachev. Did you know that there is a second round pick to be exchanged in this? Now, uh, what I think that pick is for is if Tampa chooses to send Sergachev back. Here's what it is. Okay. If Sergachev does not play 40 NHL games, Montreal must send the Lightning a second round draft pick. John Cooper confirmed he's staying right now and is and it's 100% deserved. Of course, he's been playing great. It will be interesting for a team that is a legit Stanley Cup contender. Will he be what will be more valuable for 2017-2018? Sergachev or that draft pick, which can be used to add something. So you could take that draft pick and you can add something with it. A defenseman the quality of Sergachev. As it's going right now, you'd have to say Sergachev is the answer. And I would agree with that. Is that from Elliot Friedman? That's from Elliot Friedman. Ah, I saw him talk about that with uh, Dave Amber but on I, some kind of show I recently. I forgot that that trade wasn't just a straight up. A Drew and for Sergachev. Me too. It's great. Tampa holds the cards. They hold a card. Now, they often end up holding the cards. How do they always end up holding the cards? Because Steve Eiserman is a wizard robot person, and it doesn't make any sense. Now, this is the interesting thing. If the Habs look like they're going to be in last place, which... Boy, are the Coyotes making that difficult. Yeah, I don't think they can. Uh, Like, you can't... I don't think you can compete with the Coyotes for last place. No, but that could potentially be a pick between 30 and 35. So you're almost acquiring another first. And it's really your choice. It's your choice. Yeah, it's pretty scary, man. Now... Let's have a look at the Lightning defense here for just a second. And then we're going to talk about Montreal because there's so much Montreal to talk about. It'd be great if there was a way to scam the system. You know, you send Sergachev down, he doesn't play 40 games, you call him up for the playoffs. Can you do that? No, I don't think so. <laughs> but you should be able to call him up for the playoffs. I don't know. Anyway. What's the playoff eligibility? I wouldn't imagine. Because he, if I he goes back down, is it, is it the AHL or the CHL? I think once you send a player down to the... Once you send a player to junior, that's it. Yeah, if he's going down to junior, then he can't come up and yeah, play in the playoffs. Can't though? come up. I think he can play in the American Hockey League playoffs. Yeah. He cannot play in the NHL okay. playoffs. All right, so I think here's how the defense looks for uh, Tampa right now. Can you lose Sergachev when you have these players? 
Hedman, Strawman, Coburn, Girardi, Schuster, Dodgson, and oh man, Slater, Kukuk. Kukuk? Yeah, sorry. Didn't know how to pronounce it. Yes. Slater, Kukuk. That is a pretty solid seven seven people on defense. But damn, is Sergachev good? Sure is. Nine points so far? Something along those lines. He's outscoring Drouin, I believe, in goals, assists, and points. Now, his ELC would also slide, too, I believe, uh, if he plays less than 25 games. How does that work? I'm trying to remember. No, okay, his ELC would only slide if they sent him down right now. Um, it won't slide if he plays, like, 35, th- 39 games. Uh, that's just when you're allowed to send a player down to junior. Similar to what the Oilers did in the first year of having Leon Dreisaitl. Right. So he wasn't able to slide. But he's not going down. He's not going down. He's, he's too not going good. down. He's too good. He's too but good. Isn't you don't it, send down your top four defense. Even yeah. if he was <laughs> mediocre, you still have a player who's mediocre at an NHL level and a second round draft pick. But instead, he's so good that you're like, no, I don't need that pick 30 to 35. I'm going to keep the player. Yeah, he's like, that good. You know what Tampa needs? Nothing. Yeah, it's so frustrating. Yeah. Man, uh, I don't remember. I think it was listening to uh, The Good Show on uh, Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Mm-hmm. And they were running through Tampa Bay up front. You know what we always talk about? Oh, the Leafs' best offense in hockey. Oh, the Leafs' best offense in the NHL. On paper, it's Tampa. Right. And their defense is probably top 10. And Vasilevsky's playing like he wants the Vesna. I don't know how you stop this team. I don't know. It's not trading chances with them. It's not bulldozing through them. How do you do it? So I want to I want to point something out here because I think this is important. Cap friendly shows that this is a conditional pick. Mm-hmm. If Sergeyev doesn't play forty games this season or uh, or playoff games for the Lightning in the 2017-2018 season, then Tampa Bay receives ah. So that is important. Doesn't play forty regular season or playoff games. So it's got to be a combined total of the two. Then Tampa Bay receives the Canadians' second-round pick. If he plays 40 games, there are no draft picks exchanged. Now, what I want to throw at you is that they've got this labeled as a Washington Capitals pick originally, which they got for Lars Eller in 2016. So it's not as high as we would have thought. Uh, Oh, screw it. Keep Sergeyev. If you really, really, really want to game the system... Game like 39, Lou Lamorello <laughs> steps in as GM of the Tampa Bay Lightning and goes, ah, he's got an injury. He's he's not slated to come back until at least the playoffs. <laughs> it's a combined of the two, though. Right. It's got to be 40 it's games. It's not happening. Yeah. It's, yeah. He's... He's but they put imagine they put him on LTIR for sixty games. Can you imagine? Oh, and he's back for the playoffs. Oh, what a Man. miracle! <laughs> okay, guys, guys, we gotta win this series in five or less <laughs> in order to get the pick. No, I mean Sergeyev no. had a really bad cold all year. Sergeyev is a top four defenseman on that team. He's gonna be in the front running for the Calder if Clayton Keller ever decides to slow down. Um, no, no, uh, Montreal Canadiens fans don't need to worry. That pick is theirs. The only bummer about uh, a conditional pick is you can't... um, So, like, the Habs are going to get that pick back, but you can't trade it because it's still technically the property of the Tampa Bay Lightning until the condition is satisfied. So they would be able to trade it for trade deadline? No. No. Now, uh, no, no. If he plays 40 games, then it's theirs. See, that is interesting. That is interesting because the condition on the pick 
will have been uh, satisfied. Yeah. But but if it's not by trade deadline, let's say Sergeyev does get an injury, which I hope he doesn't. But even if it is, I feel like a pick you trade. That is a very interesting question. I would like to ask. I think it's a Chris Johnson. Yeah, once the conditions fulfilled, then it's yours. Yeah. You would think so. That w- <laughs> that makes the most. But it would be very NHL. But no, sorry, you don't get it till July first. Which would be is, hilarious. Well, no, it or work until the draft. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. You would um, think so. Throw something else at you. Mark Bergevin talked to the media yesterday. Now, Steve, you said, <sighs> I think a very wise thing on the show last time. Dangle and I, Jinx is real. He talked the day after we said it was a good idea. At least it talk. wasn't the hour after, which normally happens. Yes. He said, uh, after you said, you can't really talk your way out of a bad situation. He said that he's not going to make a panic move. And, and Elliot Friedman in 31 Thoughts so eloquently put it, it's, you know, they're not throwing you lifelines. GMs are not throwing him lifelines. They're throwing him anvils at this point. Well, you know, you know what, though, before you continue, Mark Bergevin, sly like a fox, <laughs> that, that smart, smart man, winning 5-1 at the point in the season that they did is like undoing your belt or uh, undoing your, your top button. Uh, after Thanksgiving dinner. Just, ah, God, it was just the pressure relief that he needed. Okay, now I will talk. Hey, how are we all doing? We feeling good? We feeling good? We don't feel like uh, firing me? We feeling good? All right, let's have a press conference. He says that the answer to the team's problems is in the dressing room. As in, they are going... He said he believes in them. The team I have assembled is better than this. Again, like... That that is probably the right thing to say. Um, it's him taking accountability. Tim and Sid were talking about it, and Sid saw it as Bergevin deflecting accountability. I I don't think so. He's the GM. He put the players there. He's basically saying, "Trust me, this team is better than they're playing." I I don't think, but I don't think that's anything we didn't know. Nobody thought Madrid. That's why this is a story. We thought that maybe they'd struggle to score goals, or maybe they'd struggle to compete on certain nights. But I don't think anybody thought non-playoff team bottom of the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. That that for, especially through the first. Now again, it is through the first ten Playoffs games for a wild card. Yeah, but it, they're a wild card for anybody in the East these days. <coughs> Excuse me. My point is, I don't think anybody expected them to be bad like this. So that's so him saying the team's better than this. Well, yeah, that's yeah. why it's a story because the team is better than this, and for some reason they're not performing. But what's interesting to me is, like we said last show, <coughs> he's he's running out of cards there are scenarios there's no more scenarios there's two okay two two one is he's right and the team (laughs) is fine and fine just fine fine just fine and they do better and they don't necessarily have to make the playoffs they just need to be in the mix two is he's fired (laughs) coach isn't getting fired what are they going to do trade shea weber trade Carey price you know do some sort of giant no well, there's here's the two, thing. There's two scenarios. Well, that, here's why I think one of them won't happen. I don't know if you remember this or not, but Mark Bergevin was recently given an extension. No, guess, I don't remember that at all. Can you guess what I gotta year? I got to stop looking at your screen. I'm sorry. Can, I, luckily, I can't see, see that far. No, I can't. Can you I'm guess blind. what year, both of you, can you guess what year his extension expires in? I don't think it matters. I think if he deserves to be fired, he'll just, be fired. Just hang on to that thought, because I do have... <laughs> But just just ask. for one of like four teams in the league who can just yeah pay yeah, him, yeah. Uh, we'll pay one of the other three or four Quebecois guys who will allow us to hire. However, um, if you're Jeff Molson, this truly this matters. Now, just just 20, bear with me on this. Twenty one, twenty twenty one. Jesse, what do you think? Twenty twenty four. It's twenty twenty two. 
So if he gets <laughs> so if he gets fired at this point, if he never gets another job in the National Hockey League, they will have to pay him. I think his well, probably close to a million dollars at least mm-hmm. every year for the next five years. Now. That may not seem like a big deal to the Montreal Canadiens as a whole, but when you are the guy writing the check, that's going to sting a little bit. I don't care how rich you are. He'll write it. Of course he will. He has to. He legally has to. And the thing is, is that's why I think that Mark Bergevin doesn't get fired. I would love to know how much waste there is in packages. Like every lockout time, it always comes back to the players make too much damn money. (laughs) And then I think back to... I'm pretty sure the Oilers are still paying Dallas Eakins. Are they? That was a five-year contract he signed. But if you do, no, no, I think. They fired him after year one. If I'm not mistaken, as soon as you sign another NHL contract, because you are now working for an NHL team, that contract that you just have uh, expires. Which Eakins has not. Yeah. Oh, but has he worked in the A? Yeah. I don't think that matters. Unless you, you have to sign a deal with the NHL franchise to do it. Which may be the case, but in that, uh, that's well, interesting. I don't know. I don't know how that works. And again, John question Tortorella. for question for CJ, because Torts Torts's contract with Vancouver would have been voided the second that he signed with Columbus. That's a mutual a termination. While. Sure, it took, took a, a it took a year, I think, didn't it? Mm-hmm. There was draft picks involved. There, there's a lot of waste. There's a lot of waste in this league, and it's not on the players. IMO, IMHO. That's all I'm throwing out there. Interesting. For Interesting. when we eventually have a lockout and we have we run out of things to talk about. So we do need to talk about something a little bit more serious and more pressing and and unfortunately more law pressing. Aha, uh-huh, aha. Uh-huh, you see, because it's Montreal. Um, law press, by the way, is French for the press. Sorry. Continue. Thanks, Steve. Translation, Steve. Uh, Mario Tremblay's comments on the radio. Now, if you don't know who Mario Tremblay is, he's a former player for the Montreal Canadiens. He's also a former coach. He is the guy. Who left Patrick Waugh in the infamous nine to nothing game? That's Mario Trombley. That's Mario Trombley. Oh, and he <laughs> and that's where Patrick Waugh got off, got off the ice, got onto the bench, and told the general manager, "I'm done. Trade me. I'm done." And so Mario Trombley has a radio show in Montreal, and I'm going to read from uh, I'm going to read from the Athletic here uh, on Monday evening. Former Canadians player and coach and current television and radio personality Mario Tremblay went on radio and matter-of-factly mentioned that Alex Galchenyuk has been to detox on two separate occasions. He said that as if it was a commonly known fact. It is not. Uh, well, it is now. It sure is. Public. Well, it's not necessarily a fact. It's not confirmed. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen anyone come out and deny it yet. Did he say for what? No. Like, Candy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Detox could be like, yeah, give me he many has things. too much salt in his diet. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to split let's, up let's some just, salt. But let's not play around here. We, I think whether or not this is the case, the problem with doing something like this yeah. is that any guy that ever seeks help, especially in Montreal, is now going to be worried that his cover's blown. And by the way, the way it works in the NHL is the first the first couple times they keep it quiet. When you hear about a guy going to rehab in the NHL, that's because he's been a couple times not and they Montreal. publicly say it. Yeah, not in Montreal. And this is a private matter and this is and for anybody that's dealt with addiction in their family, you're going to know, I think better than most of us, how terrible this was to do. What a what an awful what an awful move this was on Tremblay's part because you are you, it's there's already a social stigma associated with going to rehab. Mm-hmm. It means you're a failure. 
Now, it doesn't, to me, mean you're a failure, but people saw that in, in the past as you can't control your urges, when in actual fact, it's a disease. And if Alex Galchenyuk, whether or not he's been to rehab, is immaterial, the fact that Mario Tremblay would out him on yeah. this is, is terrible and wrong, and I'm shocked, shocked that he has not come out and apologized yet. Well, and I'm sure you just lost some people who are probably going, well, it's not a disease. Well, okay, let's at least meet in the middle. At it's, it's a medically it's a medic, medically certified I know, it's a disease. but some people are going to be like, Bleh. oh, well, then they're not worth listening to. No, but humor me. At very least, it's none of your fucking business. At very least, it's none of your fucking business. Yeah. And also... Uh, it, if you're Mario Tremblay, it better be true. Yeah, true. It better be true. How much does a, a radio show host make in Montreal? I imagine you pretty how good. How about later? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a dick move. And, and, um, so I, I saw this brought up in the, in the, in the thread underneath it. Yeah. It's terrible that it discourages other players from coming forward as if Galchenyuk is the only player in the end, assuming it's true as if Galchenyuk is the only player in the NHL going through this right now. There's tons of players who have had incidences or, you know, some of them known There's but things because their performance is fine. No one cares. There are things that we know in our limited exposure to this. Mm-hmm. We know about some things. Oh, and, and whenever, and this is this is sad, but whenever someone tells me, oh, so-and-so does blow, like whatever player in, in the league does blow, like I don't even flinch. Like I don't even bat an eye. It's, it's what you do when you're young, rich, and have too much money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that, at least that's just what I've been told. Some people do. Anyway. Yeah. Do we think going to detox has affected his play at center? <laughs> it was such a strangely <laughs> well he drinks too much so he can't play center well i don't think he's the only centerman who ever who played who drank too much no if that were the case yeah and i don't know if it's drinking and i don't know if it's drugs and i don't know if he went so let's just throw that out there yeah no of course for the ninth time yeah like uh, hopefully people get it um but w- it question. was very strange time uh st- timing on mario trombley's part because wasn't this again after a I believe it was after the five-one win, mm-hmm. and I believe Galchenyuk scored. <laughs> yeah, and the like that's that's the redemption story. Uh, here's the thing, man. It's it's such a shitty move, and I don't know Mario Tremblay per- personally. And quite honestly, before this, I didn't even know I had a radio show. But this is a shitty no. move, man. And I, I didn't know who he was when you said I knew the name, and I was like, ah, oh, he sounds like I don't know, he might be a hockey player, Mario Tremblay. I don't, I don't know. I didn't know he was the coach who ruined Patrick Watt's tenure in Montreal. That's hilarious. It's it's a stupid, shitty move. For his sake, it better be true. Um, and that's the best case scenario for him. It's a now, terrible scenario for other players. I want to run through that psycho- psychologically. Unless you are the guy that checked him into rehab, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Unless you are the guy that physically was there. If you're going to go on and you're going to say something like that on live TV or live radio where no one has said it before and you know they haven't, you can't tell me he didn't know. You better be you better have been there signing the paperwork, because if you hear from somebody like it's like the hot dog story with Phil Kessel. You know, that's a, that's a, that's a, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it, so so here's a yes, here's a, a flimsy storyline that I heard from a guy <laughs> And I'm going to write an entire article on it. And I never saw it. There's no proof of it. But I heard it from a guy. 
That's and, and that's and are you going to go out and you're going to say that because you heard it from a guy? There's also a little bit more at stake. Well, and of course, but you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's a very, it's very different situation. Same scenario of a guy accusing a guy of doing something when he has really no proof. Yeah. Well, no, sorry. Where I where I was going to expand there is there's more at stake because he's still with the team, whereas Castle, oh. Castle had already left. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant you know no, because it's rehab. Yeah. Obviously more at stake. <laughs> there, <laughs> very <laughs> obviously rehab. Same thing. I don't. Is it a is it a morning show hosts or whatever time slot he has? Is it a radio show host who is not a journalist's job to break information like that? If you mm. let's say Mario Tremblay, let's say depends he, on what your brand is. Let's say he hears it from a, a reliable source and he believes it to be true. Can he not go on air and fiddle faddle with that a little bit? Sure, if it's a trade or free agent signing, this is rehab. This is a person's life. If this came from a journalist, do we look at it differently? Absolutely. But I like, no, but I would go still and be like, you know, Gouch, I've heard things off the ice. I've heard things and and different things than are already out there, which is still inflammatory. It's provocative. It gets the people at, going. At very least, you're not matter of factly saying a very specific thing. You know. I, I think yes. Um, it depends on what your brand is too. So you, you talk about a, you know Jesse, a journalist coming out with this information. Under what context, pretense? What what is the context of this information ever coming out? When is it acceptable? In what context? Unless Galch himself comes forward and says, you know, guys, I had a really tough time a couple years ago. I went to rehab. I went to detox a couple times. The Montreal Canadiens organization have been all class and they stood behind me and blah, 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 blah. And I'm better now. And here's my redemption story and that sort of thing. And I'm willing to talk about it now because there might be somebody out there who's going through the same thing and is in a dark place. That I get. Or if the police are involved. Or if the police are involved. Which happened in Montreal with Zach Cassian. I, I believe he was in a car was, accident, right? And they yeah, traded him to Edmonton, but, and he wasn't the driver. And like, it's weird. We know like a weird amount of details with that. And now he's in Edmonton, and he's actually doing pretty well. Um, but again, what what does it add? I, I mean, I understand that. Listen, if you are, what if does you it are, add to the show? If you're abusing substances, no matter who you are, eventually that catches up with you in whatever you have to perform at. Whether you're an accountant or you're a rock star or you're an athlete, you have to. Um, if you abuse substances, eventually that'll come back and bite you and affect your performance, right? I think we're all agreeing on that. It's pretty much pretty much guaranteed. Probably. Um, so in that context, it's probably why he brought it up. But again, you're talking about something that is, even if you are the best journalist out there, what possible gain could you have from giving that information out? This is a guy know. that's obviously gone through something really hard. And and also, I mean, if you look at the metrics, they're not playing him the proper way. He's playing on the fourth line. No, and, and there's a lot there. And, you know, playing him on the fourth line might not necessarily be to optimize him. It might be to humble him, you know, or it might be to get a point across or something like that. I was about to say sort of like Mitch Marner, but that is extraordinarily different yeah. in on a variety of levels. Um I just, I don't, I guess it just makes Mario Trombe look like he, he knows what he's talking about. You know, haven't we and, seen Mark? Well, Mark Madden, I don't know, has ever said anything like this. But he, no, Mark. Mark just talks about himself and talks about how how great Mark is. But he's a guy who often says, you know, I have it on good authority. Sure. He hasn't said something quite like this. It's the Fox News. Some people are saying. Many people are saying. Ah. Who are these people? But that's what they. That's they were brilliant. They. We can bring up a point that we wanted to bring up. 
And so many people said this rather than we said this or we think this. So we don't have to take ownership of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Has so Gal- anyway. Has Galchenyuk had a media availability availability since this happened? I don't think so. I'm going to go with probably not unless it happened this morning. Yeah. When was this? Was it yesterday? This was yesterday and it became a big thing yesterday evening. Oh, so it's been like less than 24 hours. Yeah. It's, it was, it's again one of those strange Montreal stories that broke in French. I believe, and it took a while. It took a while. Which is strange, because I saw a few people tweeting about it in English. There's this Twitter phenomenon that I don't know if... I never see people complain about it, but it always drives me nuts. Is someone from Montreal will quote tweet something that is in French... And oh. then in English be like, wow, I can't believe it. <laughs> Translate like, Can't believe what? Yeah. Can't believe what? I didn't yeah. do that well and ah for crying out loud. Something cheese. There's cheese and Wednesday. Those are the only words I reckon ah. I actually I'm sort of surprised sometimes when I read French tweets in response to French articles. Actually, how much I retain. Oh, very good. I was like, wow, I can I can actually somewhat make out what this guy's saying. I'm impressed. I haven't taken I haven't taken French's great night. Yeah, no, I I get stuff here. Anyway, I just if if they had asked how to go to the bathroom in the tweet, I might remember it. Or if they said the date. <laughs> I think I think the point is here. Mario, Mario Tremblay is on the radio for a very specific reason. He's a player. He was a coach. He's got connections to the organization. And he's probably entertaining to listen to. Otherwise, you wouldn't have him there. If he was totally boring, it wouldn't matter what connections he has. It, he'd be useless to you. But And everybody steps out of line. Everybody makes mistakes. And in a, Montre- in a hockey-mad market like Montreal, things get amplified pretty quick. I just think... This is a good time for everybody to take a step back mm-hmm. and go, okay, there is a race for the information and for explaining why a player isn't playing well and why a team isn't playing well. And then there is crossing the line. And to me, that's a line crossed. Yeah. And fully, fully open to him, apologizing, redeeming himself, second chance, totally understand that. However, I do think that was crossing it and crossing it in a big way. And let that be a lesson to anybody who is broadcasting, and I've made my mistakes as well. Totally. You... Um, you sometimes cross the line as an example for others. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, it hurts to be. It sucks to be the example. It does suck. It sucks because you get shamed and shamed and shamed. And you go, look, I, I am mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you asked me to redo it, I would. I wouldn't do it. Um. Oh shoot, I forgot what I was about to say. So there was an agent, Dan oh. Milstein, uh, who is a at hockey agent one, tweeted, Alex Galchenyuk isn't a problem, but coach is. He never least, he never successfully coached a Russian. Uh, took uh, midseason, took midseason most Russian club, as in Montreal last season. All but one of the Russians yeah. are gone. So is Dan Milstein Francophone? Because that's very broken. Um, I think he tried to fit it all into one tweet because he's never heard of a threat. Okay, no, I was very confused. So the way, what I think that tweet actually meant is he took the most Russian team in the NHL last season. The Montreal Canadiens. Montreal, apparently. I had no idea. And by the end of the season, there was only one left. If if you could open that back up there, Adam. Uh, Because Josh Goldsmith had a a good, uh, that quote is from Josh Goldsmith. I'll read read what Josh Goldsmith tweeted. Yes. Uh, Milstein represents many Russian players, including Nikita Kucherov, Artemi Panarin, Pavel Datsu, but he's not Galch's agent. Uh, That's and Pat quote, Brisson. Pat Brisson, courtesy uh, to the courtesy phone, Pat Brisson, paging Pat Brisson. And then it says, um, strange fight for Milstein to pick, considering he doesn't represent Galch, who's American by birth and Belarusian by descent. <laughs> so that's interesting. Yeah. Um, well, 
And I'm, I was kind of trying to figure out, does, does Milstein represent any Russian players that used to play for Julian in Buffalo or in Montreal the first time? I'm trying to figure out where that came from. Boston. He played in Boston. Uh, who played? Who was a Russian in Boston? when Anton Hudovin is the only one I can think of. NHL legend. Top Ant- 100 player. Anton Hudovin. Um, it's, just, it's just a dumb move for an agent to pull. <laughs> What do you what do you get out well, of that? Well, agents are very man, agents are so opinionated on Twitter, hockey agents. It's crazy. Which is a little bit dumb. Like you want teams to want your player and there are times probably where it's right to go to bat for them, but you don't want to be the headache that causes your client to be unwanted around this league, which directly costs you money. Yeah. Like, let's say yep. you make 3% on each of your client's contracts, which I think some of these agents do, something around those lines. If you cost them 500 Gs, like, what is that? What is that? That's, if my oh, it's 500 sh- grand. crappy <laughs> math is, is uh, correct. Yeah, but for you personally, it's 15 grand, isn't it? How many tweets? What, how, how much is it? How many tweets are worth? How, how much are your tweets worth yeah, as an agent? That's an expensive tweet. That's a very expensive tweet, sir. And it's not making life better for Galch. Now, I do regarding Galch's actual play, the personal, whatever perceived personal issues there may be, you know, real or perceived, that is. Um, Andrew Berkshire did a great breakdown before all of this happened on Sportsnet a couple days ago that I think you should read if you're interested. And especially it got if you're buried. It's like three or four Galchenic items down now. <laughs> yes, but, um, and you know what? Maybe we can just get Berkshire, if you're listening, tweet this out again. Um, and he basically goes into what has held Alex Galchenyuk back and what the metrics are showing us in terms of his play. And the the, the short answer to the long question, and I, I encourage you to read it because it's, it's actually very, very interesting, is if you actually play him, like, if you expose him to scoring chances, he's going to score. But they haven't been doing that. Hmm. Like, it's it's funny. Uh, you can't you can't get a sunburn if you don't go outside. You know what I mean? It's, it's you can't. Yes, Uncle Adam. Yeah, well, you, do you know what I mean? Like, you have to, you actually have to let him walk out the front door before he get, like, how is he supposed to work his way back uh, up? Do you but, let him put on sunscreen when you let him outside? Well, maybe. But, but then put Good him on the question. second line. That's, that's sunscreen for Galch. He's a 30-goal scorer. Or was. You, and it's one bad year. Like uh, you can't get wet if you don't jump in the pool. Imagine Anze Kopitar <laughs> was a Montreal Canadian and had the year that he had in LA can't last it, year. Never in him. No. <laughs> Sorry, it's true. Do we have more? Oh, I'm sure there's many. No, many. To be <laughs> Imagine Anze Kopitar. Yes. With what he had four goals. He didn't have a good. He had a terrible year last year in LA. Yeah. Imagine Kopitar is a Montreal Canadian. Uh, what I'm sure kind Bergevin of, does that every day. What kind of hell is he living in right now if if he had that year that he had last year on that Canadians team? Buddy, that's a it's a Montreal people don't believe me when I say Montreal is the toughest media market. Like straight up. Mm-hmm. Straight up. It's the toughest place to play. Easily. You need any proof? Uh what we talked about for the first five minutes of the show. There you go. That was in five minutes, by the way. I believe that was 25 minutes. For the first 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any legal action that could be taken against? You America? could, if listen, if you, okay, so if, if you said, you have to first off prove that, that they damaged Alex Galchenyuk's reputation. If which, you're going to sue him. Maybe. Which is 
possible yeah. because it's very it, you know it's very precarious in hockey, right? Especially even, if this didn't happen. Even if it's a lie, it has to have not happened. Even if it's a lie, it, you need to be able to prove it's a lie, which I think, and that it costs you money, and that it costs you mm. money, and even if it's yes to A and B, it might be not worth the time mm-hmm. to prove. Mm-hmm. You might you might lose all the mo- settlement money to lawyers. <laughs> Honestly, and that I think is the lawyer's idea. (laughs) And I'm trying to think of... (laughs) I think that's what they want. Exactly. There's only one example I can think of of a player suing a a reporter and winning. And I I believe that was Sean Avery on Howard Berger. Oh, really? Student for libel and Berger had to um, apologize. I don't know all the specifics there. And I don't even remember what he claimed. That was many moons ago. It was at least 10 years ago. Something along those lines. I don't even remember that. It might be in his book. Um... We should try to get Sean Avery on. We should. <laughs> I want to ask him if that uh, ninja story is true of the one we told last episode about the uh, the trainer. Yeah. Let's do it. I also want to ask him if he was a bully. Why didn't anybody like you? <laughs> yeah. You came in with tons of potential. I mean, you're, you're, I think your potential in NHL 2005 was at least 95. Oh, man. It's like if, if, if we got you, Patrick O'Sullivan. Philip Dupuy. Uh, Merrick Svatos. Oh, Merrick Svatos. Oh, my God. Dan Martin Blackburn and Nett. <laughs> Martin St. Louis. No, I don't think he had that great of a... Because he was already a star. The year when he was on the cover, he was the best player in the game. Oh, right. yeah. We're talking about like fair. an all-potential team. Yeah. Uh, Players okay. that are like in the 60s, 70. Hmm. But then they, you know, if you keep them for a couple seasons... They Who else was sick? Trying to remember. Oh, Alex Semin. If you kept him for like two or three seasons, was the best player in the game. <laughs> he was the best. <laughs> I always tried to get him <laughs> and giggle because I was a child and his name, <laughs> you know, Alex, what a silly name. So <laughs> the main question in Edmonton up to a couple days ago was, will the Oilers ever score a goal ever again? Uh, will the will the Edmonton Oilers ever score a goal again? And they did. They did. Well, and the guy who is supposed to score goals for the Edmonton Oilers is the guy who scored the one goal. They got a point. But enough about Patrick Maroon. <laughs> I think it's interesting. Do you think it's funny how? I just think it's funny how. No, um, it was funny because uh, I think it was. Uh, it's Yeah. Um, Mark Spector wrote an article on Sportsnet with a very inflammatory headline. And it's Mark. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I think Mark would come on here and just laugh about that. He'd be like, yeah, I did. <laughs> it's probably the best headline game. Right he does. He, he's he does. very strong. You don't miss yeah. Mark Spector's articles. No, like Elliot's Elliot sometimes even 31 thoughts can slip through. Yeah. Mark Spector is like, whoa. Mark has never read a comment section in his life. Like, Mark is very good <laughs> at the strategy of say a thing and just walk away, bulldoze your way through yeah. all the criticism and keep saying he that. He lights the match, turns around, and walks away. He's. Yeah, we should get him on the show. That would be fun. We've we've lit him up a couple times on this show, and then. Uh, Someone introduced me to him, I want to say at the World Cup of Hockey. He just turns around and in the warmest way possible goes, Dangle! <laughs> I was like, oh, oh I yeah. had no idea he had any idea who I was. Listen. He's like, oh, love your stuff, buddy, love your stuff. <laughs> Meanwhile, for years, I'd be like, oh, freaking dinosaurs, go Corsi! <laughs> uh, he was warm. Anyway, Mark, what were you saying? Mark is really good at drawing a line in the sand, and the, I believe the headline was, and I might be paraphrasing a little bit here, but the o- Edmonton Oilers' arrogance has been shoved down their throat. Wow. That was a sportsnet.ca 
headline. And he wrote an article about how the Edmonton, that the, the, the main concern for Todd McClellan going into the season, he said, was not the talent on the team, it was mindset. He actually, he actually quoted Mark, or Mark Spector actually quoted Todd McClellan saying that. Hmm. And he said, and isn't that the case? They believed their own hype, according to Mark Spector. Now, whether that's true or not, I, I don't know. Um, but I do find it very interesting. Wow, it's really is it, amazing it, it, to see the headline. It's you have to see it. it it's an actual. Did I get it right? Oilers arrogance shoved getting back. shoved back down their throat by Mark Spector. And the lead that you can read before even clicking the thing is: Here are the facts. The team <laughs> thought it would be. Yeah. Here are the facts. <laughs> I'm starting everything with. Here are the facts. Here are the facts. <laughs> this team thought it would be. Easy this season. They bought into the idea of a waltz to some more playoff success. That sounds an awful lot like an opinion instead of a fact. But damn it, if an opinion from Mark Spector isn't a fact. Know the facts. Mark Spector. See, I have era adjusted. Elliot Friedman has 31 thoughts, and Mark Spector has know the facts. Here are the facts. Love it. Mark would Love be. It. That's so funny. The thing is, when he does his TV hits, too, I always look out for him because I know he's going to say something. There's always going to be something that's like always okay, looks pissed off, like he's in a dr- very dry forest about to drop a match on the ground, and and with but no he, remorse. But he's 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 very warm, like he's a nice yeah, like you can tell the forest fire. But he's also it's like as soon as you talk about the Oilers or Flames, he's like whoosh, turn on the flamethrower, let's go. Yeah. Um. But he um, what was interesting about that article? How do you feel about Toronto coverage, Mark? Sorry. The what interesting about that article is that Elliot Friedman, in his Elliot Friedman way said something along those lines. Now, it wasn't a mindset thing. This is a more technical thing, and that's why I say it's a more Elliot Friedman thing. But again, I'm, I'm deriving a lot of what our show is on 31 Thoughts because it was really good this week. And it's always all the touch points in the NHL anyway, so there's no way to avoid it. One of these days, I'm going to do everything in my power to get Friedman to write 31 Thoughts hungover and pissed off. So we get the best 31 thoughts ever. He was salty a couple weeks ago. We talked about it. There's some salty I like salty, salty fridge. We need salty fridge. So here's what Elliot said. A couple of Edmonton's preseason opponents warned that, aside from Connor McDavid, the Oilers were not a fast team. We'll see what happens when Leon Dreisaitl returns, but at some point, they will, need, they will be on the lookout for speed. Now, you know what I was thinking the other day? And Oilers fans, get ready to roll your eyes, because how is Steve going to find a way to make this about the Leafs? Two ways, since you asked. <laughs> Could you ask? <laughs> Glad you asked. Two ways. One is I was thinking the other day, boy, there's some teams in the NHL the Leafs could really help out. Oilers being one of them. Any team that needs offense, the Leafs could help out. Why would you? They, Why would you help another team? They're literally keeping Josh Levo prisoner. <laughs> He, why is is supposedly JVR is playing tonight? No, we'll, we'll, t- we'll get to that. Okay, Hold on. Okay, on that. fine, 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 fine. Anyway, they have several, they have surplus NHL talent. Kapanen, Levo, Soshnikov, maybe, etc. Oh, Eric Fair. Potentially. I mean, not necessarily for offense, but... But since it's close to Halloween, Eric scared. Oh, God! <laughs> oh, t- <laughs> 
Because he's spooky. You're not allowed to say that. You hate Halloween. You're the devil. You should be the devil for Halloween. Well, as well. No, you because be. I, I unless you I hate was, dressing up, I can't be the devil. I hate Halloween. Devil oh. loves Halloween. Oh, that's fine. You hate Halloween parties. <laughs> the devil's not involved in Halloween. Yes, it is. It's supposed to be like the devil's night. That was the because when the night of the dead. Yeah, if you go back in the, I believe what I from what I understand, it was it was obviously a pagan New Year's festival, and then the Catholic Church tried to make it like, you know, I thought that was Christmas. Uh, that no, this was like the New Year, and then Christmas was something else. But anyway, supposedly December twenty fifth was already a pagan holiday, and the Christians came in and said, "Well, funny you should say that Jesus was born Jesus on this day." <laughs> that's that that, that's when you, that's called drop, dropping your Trump card. Anyway, so they they basically they took over Halloween, they took over Christmas. Uh, in a way to bring the pagans, I guess, into the fold. How can you make this about the Leafs? I'll in the Roman times. the pagans. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so how can you make this about the Leafs? So I was thinking about how the Leafs could help a team like the Oilers by potentially giving them a forward in exchange for I don't know what. But then I was thinking about what do the Leafs really, really, really need? A defenseman would be nice. Um, I think they need, if they're going to get a defenseman, it better be high end. You don't need low end Which defensive. the Oilers can't afford to give. No. And very few teams can afford to give, so too bad. Like, the Leafs, here's what the Leafs need to do. Nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're 7-2. and two. Yeah. Leave yeah. it. Just, so yeah, don't high, pick at it. <laughs> that high price they were asking for Levo, supposedly, yeah, they can afford to ask it because there's no reason to trade him. There's no reason. Uh, the second thing. Let's pretend Mark's facts are facts. <laughs> that the Oilers thought they would just waltz back into They're not the playoffs. Spectrulations? Oh! <laughs> Why aren't you a dad yet? God! <laughs> I think. Know the spectrulations. <laughs> there it is. 31 thoughts and know the spectrulations. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Fact versus spectrulations. <laughs> oh, God. That takes like a mile. To get there, but he gets there. He gets there. there. It's like a carjack. It's good. (laughs) Um, So, anyway, uh, the Oilers thought they would waltz into the season. Let's pretend that's true. The Leafs heading into the season, I mean, the media couldn't jump on the hype train quickly enough. This is the year, and and, oh oh, boy, they're a stronger team. And and do you believe the hype? Do you believe the hype? And they all said the same thing, almost as if it was a plan. Mm -hmm. We haven't done anything yet. True, because they haven't done anything yet. Which, the Oilers, I mean, they did do something. They made it to Game 7 of Round 2. They won a round. They won a playoff round. Yeah, and almost... Almost won a second one. Almost won a second one. Like they, they were, were real close. Away. Game seven. Re- so, but now what is accomplishment? Oh, was it game seven. It was yeah. a little bit of game seven. You did a, you did a Steve. Oh, did I? I'm sorry. I'm trying to. I'm trying <laughs> oh, just making notes yeah. for the next topic. Sorry, my bad. My What's, bad. Here's how poor the listening is. He didn't listen, and I didn't listen to him not listening. <laughs> but what? Jesse is on the ball. Listen, it's a two-hour show. I won't listen. And we normally do listen to each other because we talk at each other. Well, not at to each other the whole time. So. Normally we're listening. It's just, it's just glaring when we don't. <laughs> anyway, you were saying. I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just remembering a tweet I saw that uh, a gathering of white men is called a podcast. <laughs> That's really funny. I, I just thought it was, That's actually kind of true. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. Anyway. I beg to differ. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, maybe, maybe. Uh, no, a podcast is just a bunch of 
dudes yelling over as each you other. were saying i don't remember what i was saying that's why i'm stalling why don't you just say that because now we're talking about how the leafs can help want to admit how the leafs could help the oilers out how josh oh, yeah. price is high admit is you didn't do anything like all you got to do is you know what what is accomplishment the stanley cup yeah so just say we haven't done anything yet the ducks could say the same thing too they haven't mm-hmm. done anything yet they, they have won, in the past. Didn't but... win the cup last year, yeah. The Sens didn't accomplish anything yet. You know, even though, all oh, but Game 7. Go ahead, Adam, say Game 7. Oh, double overtime of Game 7, Eastern Conference Final. They haven't accomplished anything yet. So if the goal is the Stanley Cup, focus on the goal. And I think Babcock and company worked really hard on getting the Leafs youngins to be like, you haven't done shit. And uh, the Oilers maybe did believe their own hype. Hmm. Maybe, which is weird because they have such a good uh, leadership group of highly paid Milan Lucic, and uh, I got, that's what. So I'm sorry. No, I shouldn't pick on Lucic. That's I not mean, fair. It's fa- unfair but, to him. But you know, here's the thing. It's overpaid. Sure, he is. A little bit overpaid. I don't think there's any question about that. I think he was overvalued, and I don't. I don't know why they paid him as much as they did. Other than I think that there is a recency bias. When you have a general manager of the Boston Bruins move to the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, oh, he's so great. He's so great. Well, it's because you saw him 82 games a year. I look at Lucci's the same way we look at Matt Martin. He plays a role on the team. And if the coach and the GM. A $7 million dollar role. Yeah. If they feel he's necessary, then maybe it's okay. I think the difference is. Dollar. Dollar amount. Well, a dollar amount. B, um, at the end of the day, what, what accomplishments justify that? And that's, you know, yes, he did win the cup, and yes, and, that, and that's fine. And it's not Lucic himself. But when you're constructing a team, it's it seems to me can like... Can you bring up their daily face-off page? It, it, you want to decide what you are as a team. And I don't understand, and I didn't understand at the time, this young, fast team bringing in this guy who's not. Who's none of those things. Well, apparently they're same, not fast. Same about Matt Martin. Yeah, he could. He could. Just, I guess, and there's a $5.5 million difference. And I think maybe that's yeah. it for me. If me. Hey, man, if Milan Lucic was making $2.5 million, we're not talking about Lucic in the same way. Maybe he's got a similar role to Matt Martin, but they expect him to do more. I do find it funny, though, that they constructed a slow team around Connor McDavid. So here are their lines, according to DailyFaceOff.com. The top line is Patrick Maroon, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl. Because Leon's we, back. Yeah, we do need to keep in mind that Dry Saddle's been out. Uh, then it goes Milan Lucic, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Mark Letestu. I would still say that's a pretty damn good line. Yeah. Drake Kajula, Ryan Strom, who I don't know if he's really fit in yet, and Zach Cassian. Mm, okay. UC Okanen, Juhar Kara, Kara, and Anton Slepyshev. You know what? I'm still, I'm not really seeing the problem here. I'm, I expected to go through this lineup and be like, see, they stink. Well, I don't think th- so. They might be just be underperforming. Ryan Strom has had a bad couple years, and I think he's gonna. it's going to take him a while to find some confidence. The guy's got the talent. Maybe, and even looking at their defense, Oscar Clefbaum, Adam Larson, that's an okay top pairing. Chris Russell, Darnell Nurse, that's where you maybe start to recognize, hmm, Andre Sequeira is missing from the equation. And Johan Oivitu? who used to be on the Devils and even scored on the Leafs. I remember that. And Matt Benning. Okay, I've never even heard of Matt Benning. I think he's Jim Benning's son. Maybe I have heard of Matt Benning. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you still got Cam Talbot and Net. Is it possible that they're just underperforming in the same way that the Habs may be underperforming as well? 
Like I, I think that's for sure the case. This league doesn't have teams, and maybe this is a perfect lead into the Arizona Coyotes. The NHL does not have teams that are horrible naturally. Mm-hmm. Okay, the 69-point Toronto Maple Leafs who finished last. Horrible? Not horrible. Buffalo Sabres the Bad. year before. Colorado Avalanche the year after. Not naturally horrible. Not naturally horrible either. The Avalanche were naturally what you, horrible. What do you mean by that? So this is what I mean. They think they're good and they just suck. Like, they suck. The Avalanche lost Varlamov. They lost Eric Johnson, and I believe they lost several other parts. They were never going to be good, but they weren't going to be 47 points bad. The Sabres, who got 54 points, they were selling on top of selling. Like, they had one mission. Either get Connor McDavid or Jack Eichel. (laughs) Their mission was to suck. Um, And they accomplished it. Yeah, They're still accomplishing it. That's the the problem. The Habs being as bad as they are, the Oilers being as bad as they are, no last place team in the NHL should get under 65 points, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, because even the bad teams are still pretty good, uh, unless there is injury involved. Um, which is why we, or that's how we get to the Arizona Coyotes. Right. Maybe. Did you want to go there? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, first off, I just want to shout out the, um, I want to shout out the Coyote subreddit specifically. <laughs> because I don't know if you've seen this or not. And I don't think people quite get how funny this is. They Instead of talking about the Arizona Coyotes hockey team, they take pictures from Google of Coyotes and talk about how great those pictures are. Because why not? <laughs> Here's a Coyote playing with a ball. Here's a Coyote sitting like a good boy. Like, that is what they're doing. They're like, wow, he sits so well. And everybody on the Coyotes page is so depressed that that's what they're talking about. See, I thought that was just lovers of Coyotes taking over from, like, fans of the hockey team. And people thought, oh, they just replaced all the hockey pictures with Coyotes pictures. No, 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 no. They're putting a picture of an actual physical Coyote up and they're commenting on it. Would we do that? Here's Here are our favorite leaves. We should have. There's a couple years. Rank one, maple. (laughs) (laughs) Do we like it crunchy? Do we like it soft? Mm. Do we want it freshly dropped or a little bit dried out? That's Mm. the thing, right? Why Why do we rake the leaves? Because after the winter, they smell. I kind of like it. Can you name one other type of leaf? Thanks for catching me in that there, Jesse. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I can only right. think of That's what needle, I needle trees. <laughs> and, uh, no, there's red maple. Nope. Other kinds. <laughs> the purple ones. Mm. That a, a neighbor girl told me if you eat them, you fall asleep for three days. Did you try no, I was afraid. She scared me. I was like eight. Yeah, I'm going to take a long weekend and do that sometime. Yeah. Just eat a purple leaf and see what happens. So whether that turns out to just be a really good prank or a really good high, I want to thank Emrita for putting that in my head when I was eight years old. Good. Thank you, Emrita. Hey, hey Steve. Yes. Long divide. I don't know how to long uh, divide. Now, no. Coyotes are 08 and 1. How? Sway. They are wow. too good for this. I wonder if, honestly, and I hate... Can you go to the Daily Face Hunt for them? Because that is something to behold, sir. Wait till you see this. I wonder if it's not the coach. Who is the coach? Rick Tockett. Oh. Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> that happened. And which was an interesting choice. He's been an assistant coach for a long time. Sure. And I wonder if he's got to change up his systems. And I'm not saying Rick Tockett's a bad coach. I'm just saying maybe it's time for a systems change. Well... I, I I get a load of this, okay? Max Domi, Derek Stepan, Clayton Keller. 
rapid first line. Clayton Keller's over a point a game. Stepan is around it. Domi's around it. I believe their points, because I read it this morning, is 7, 7, and 10. Domi has 7. That's good. Stepan is 7. Clayton Keller, rookie, 10 points in 9 games. Good for him. That's enormous. That's better than anybody on the Montreal Canadiens. Wow. Wow. That's true. Not better than Sergeyev, though. Nope. I think it is, actually. I'm pretty yeah. sure he's got... Isn't he at 9? Oh, is yeah. he? Uh-huh. Way to go, idiot. I'm going to check not that. knowing that off the top of your head. <laughs> idiot. <laughs> you know what? I would have got a tweet about that, so thank you. Second line. You should also check it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, the Leafs got a shout-out against the Caps. Oh, yes. okay, can we all stop tweeting he's, about that? Yeah, okay, he's yeah. got nine, 9 points, 4 goals, 5 assists. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Second line. Mario Kempe... Not the guy from the Kings, who is also not a defenseman, by the way. Can we also stop tweeting about that? Sorry. Mario Kempe, Christian Dvorak, and Tobias Reeder. Hmm. hmm. Not an ideal second line featuring brother of guy who I didn't know existed last week. Christian Dvorak, who I think is a rookie or a sophomore, mm-hmm. and Tobias Reeder. Well, the, Christian Dvorak is supposed to be a player, though. He's supposed to be a player. A player. Did you build... Uh, a second line out of the Leafs extras that's better than the Coyotes. You mean like uh, Kapanen, Levo, and uh, Nero Altanen? Yeah. All Altanen. Jesus. Or yes. Fair. So or there's Eric your answer. Fair. Yes, you could. Yes. yes, you could. That's not good. Uh, <laughs> third line, Jordan Martinuk, Brad Richardson, Anthony Duclair. Anthony Duclair has really, since he was traded for Keith Yandel, what happened there? I don't know. And fourth line, Zach Ronaldo, oh, huh? NHL player, Nick Cousins. Well, I mean and that's Christian debatable. Fisher. <laughs> I don't know. That was the Zach joke. Ronald- yeah, <laughs> that, oh, so, oh. that's the joke. <laughs> sorry, I'm just driving, driving by, going, hey, hey. NHL player Zach Ronaldo. I don't know about that. <laughs> See if you don't know the facts. That's like saying Patrick Coletta was an NHL player. I mean, he played in the NHL, but he was never a player. <laughs> a poor. And now I look at their defense. Oliver Ekman Larson, Jason Demers. I don't see the problem there. That's pretty good. Yeah, first line. Alex Goligoski, Luke Shen. You know what? <laughs> we make fun of Luke Shen, but he's he's done all he's done all right for himself in Arizona. Adam Clendenning, Nicholas Homerson. What is Homerson doing all the way down there? I think he might be sheltering sheltering Glendenning. I don't. I don't know, know. if Glendenning needs it. But now uh, I'll show you. Now, Jesse, can you quickly look up? Like, just go to their the Coyotes Hockey DB page so I can sh- show you their goaltending. While Jesse's doing <laughs> that, I want to throw this out there. OEL, yep, is a free agent in 2019. Also, minus 10. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which I know we don't. People talk are about calling plus minus, but people are calling John Jacob about him. Apparently, he's not available. Yeah, no, don't don't bother. Will OEL be the defensive Shane Doan? As in stuck in Arizona limbo forever. Well, just he's looking it up. When is Eric Carlson a free agent? Twenty nineteen. Don't say that, buddy. <laughs> he's buddy. never a free agent. Is is the answer? Yeah, <laughs> he's not. Funny. He they give him stocks. He's a he's a part owner of the Sens. <laughs> That's what he is. Hey, you want the team? Yeah. Clayton Keller ten points. Step on seven. Domi seven. Like a few guys are scoring. It's it's a little slim after that. They're goaltending. Does you want to know? I know there was an injury, but I'm just going to read it out. Antti Ranta in three games. Save percentage. Is he I think he is. Okay. Save percentage, 9 11. All right. Could be worse. Louis Domingue in six games. 8 5 8. 
And Aiden Hill, who I think had to be called up, uh, is an 889. They have not been getting goaltending. I don't know how bad their defense is or anything. Um, It's so funny that, that that's the case because, again, Calvin Pickard was available on waivers. Sure was. Yeah, but again, it's a lot of, it's funny, a bunch of things have happened recently where you go, man, if that had just happened last week, that really could have, you know, answered some questions. If Eric Fair goes on waivers uh, before the Penguins go out and get Riley Shane, do they go out and get Riley Shane? Uh, Pickard, same thing. Do you go out and get him right after you acquire Andy Ranta? Does he even go on waivers if both their goalies don't get injured? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Pickard probably doesn't even go on waivers. He's probably playing for Vegas. And there's this weird musical chairs thing that's happening where Vegas had Flurry and Pickard. Subban went on waivers. They decided they wanted Subban, so they got him. They didn't want to carry three goalies. They figured, I don't know, whatever, whatever. They trade Pickard to the Leafs. Both their goalies go down. As a result, they have to call goalies up from the Chicago Wolves. Oscar Dansk, specifically. Yes. The Leafs have three goalies in the AHL. They loan one of them to the Chicago Wolves. (laughs) And it's not Pickard. I wanted to talk about that. It's Kaskiswo. I wanted to talk about that. So I do want to talk about Vegas because I think there's some weird shit happening there and I think we ought to talk about. But to, to finish up on the Coyotes... I don't think anyone's expecting them to be a playoff team, but not this bad. Losing kind of becomes itself. And Lawson Krause, by the way, was sent down again. I saw that. Yeah. Um, Poor guy. And Strom is not up either. I There's a team where if they're willing to pay it, uh, Justin Bourne tweeted before the season even started, Josh Levo strikes me as the kind of guy who could go to a team like the Coyotes, I think he even said, and score 15 or 20 goals. I'm sure Homerson's like, yeah, you bet. Homerson, shut up. That's what I want. We're going to end up getting the world for Levo. I mean, this is the crazy, the insane thing about the Leafs is how they stay healthy. It's a a miracle watching what happened to JVR's knee that he's about to play tonight. And believe me, I think Josh Levo thinks so too. Mm -hmm. Well, he didn't miss a shift. That's insane. (laughs) Stupid. That is absolutely insane. Playoff JVR in the first 10 games. Um, I don't, like, if the answer is JVR is less than 100%, it's game 10. Sit him. Sit him. You got Josh Levo collecting well, here's, dust. Here's what we, Sportsnet's most recent update is. JVR will be a game time decision. Now, I thought it was interesting. This is a good segue because I wanted to talk about this anyway. Okay. Um, Josh Levo was skating on the fourth line yesterday. Um, so, not so not not only does Josh Leva want to play, I'm sure Mitch Marner wants to play up. That would be fun. And Connor Ooh, Brown, Tyler Bozak, Mitch Marner sounds like a pretty fun line to Yeah, make. I think Connor Brown on the left, probably Bozy, and then Marner on the right. Now, they were talking to Mike Babcock about Josh Levo's situation. And he shut it down in a way. This is the only Leaf stuff I have today. He shut it down in a way well, I haven't played. that I thought was outstanding. And I'm going to paraphrase here because I don't have the audio because we're still, we don't fully have the audio system figured out here, well, but here, we will by next show. You want me to read it? Sure. I could always read Can it. Can we hear it? Oh, no, no. No, yeah. we can't. Nah, no, no, I'm going to paraphrase it anyway, so I don't even have that. All right, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. So what he said was <laughs> that he's talked to Levo about being the 13th guy on a 12-man roster. Josh, I'm sorry. And but I'm not really. Apparently, Josh Levo has a very good attitude about it. 
I mean, he would have to. He says he says he's got a very good attitude about it. And Mike Babcock did go on to say, which was unprompted, and I like this. He said, we've had guys here in the past who have been upset about being the 13th man. Yes. And then they've gone elsewhere and found out that they weren't NHL players. Now, it's funny. <laughs> Jesse, what were you about to say? he talking about? Well, a lot oh, of people are calling. Well, a lot of people immediately <laughs> went to Frank Corrado, and they said Frank Corrado, who ironically got called up this morning, yeah, <laughs> right before the show. Amazing. Uh, Doesn't mean he'll play though. He's been called up before and not played. Yeah, not necessarily. Although Justin Schultz, right-handed shot, is on the IR. Corrado gets called up, right-handed shot. Maybe they will use him. Uh, yeah, that seems to be a direct dig at Peter Holland. I think Corrado, like Corrado's still young enough that like he could he could be a regular Chell player. Holland was drafted in the same draft as Nazem Kadri, who has been part of the Leafs organization for eight years, going on nine. I I feel bad for Pistol. Feel bad for Pistol, but that is exactly the position he was in last year. He was the extra guy, while Levo was on the IR and technically not the extra guy. That seems to be a direct dig at Josh. Well, I just think it's it's. It's funny how he he kind of cleared that up as in, and, and 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 he did go on to say Babcock did go on to say that if, um, if Levo got in, he said and plays well, it's going to be harder for him to lose that spot. He said that's the thing; it's getting in that's the hard part. Oh my God! Look at him last year, though. Ah, uh, oh, poor Josh. Didn't he get hurt to come out of the lineup last year, though? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, Levo's going to play. Yeah, of course he is. There are eight positions he can play there's no way there's just no way the Leafs make the entire season and all eight stay well, and could you not say the same about Kasperi Kapanen probably well that's that is the interesting thing to me is who the hell do you call up in the event of an injury because you don't want to call up Kapanen not to play him so well the event of an injury Josh Levo plays you don't call anyone there's there's been a few seasons where so the, the Leafs have had a minor league player <clears throat> they've had a call up play the entire season because someone was hurt at every point mm-hmm. during the season Byron Fraze comes to mind that guy played well over half the season as a guy who I don't think even made the team out of camp just because guys kept getting hurt mm-hmm. Levo <laughs> it's hilarious the best case scenario for the Leafs though and what we should all be rooting for is that Levo never plays yeah. right yeah, a hundred percent. Or he plays so well in practice one day that they're like, "Okay, we'll put him in," and he and he plays really well in the game, and then he outplays whoever he replaces, which I can't see happening. But yeah, I don't think you know what I mean? Want like, to outplay anybody because that means they dropped out. Hey, but if he's a better player, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this, this try this guy out, try that guy out, try this guy out, try that guy out. Like that, that little um, storyline made a little bit more sense last year because the Leafs started bad. They, they had two wins in October. I forgot that. Went yeah. back and looked recently. But we, we didn't panic because there was nothing to panic about because our expectations yeah, we were, were so low. Yeah, but I hey, know they're going to be bad. Still have Austin. Still scored four goals again in that game against Ottawa. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> we, we lost. lost. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he scored against Winnipeg. And we lost that too. Because he didn't cover tourists. <laughs> yeah. gun. Um, uh, it made a little bit more sense last year. This year they're seven and two. Leave it. Mm-hmm. Leave it. I mean, if now, you're gonna. You know, because uh, do you think they should free though? <laughs> no, I don't. Act in a full I don't. And I don't think Josh Levo would want you to put a put a hashtag free Josh Levo out there. He gets no. he gets an NHL contract. The Leafs might even re-sign well, him. As, Wait, no, of course they, they signed would. him to two years, didn't they? Yeah, 
Well, exactly. And, the, and Mike Babcock, it's not that they don't like him. He said, listen, you get paid to train and be ready. Mm-hmm. So be ready when you're called. He's got a great job. That kid has got a great job. Um, silly, stupid factor. If I'm not mistaken, every single time JVR has a chance to play his brother, TVR, one of them is hurt. And they never get to play each other. Is this JVR going, no! I'm playing my brother. I'm playing him! Because it might be. It might be a little bit. I'm excited too. I don't know either. I'm well, excited to get be. a. Oh, it's I think a, there's a little bit of that. Buddy, sure. we're talking about a hockey player here. Like yeah. they're, they yeah. don't, they're not the most forward-thinking people. Where did JVR grow up? New Jersey. Hmm. Yeah, he's a good old Sarnia kid. I can see that. But you oh, know, he's, he's an, an American. American. He's an American. He's boy. An American. You don't really have that rivalry like we have. And there's here. anything uh, Americans are known for? It's giving up. Exactly. Well, I mean, look what happened to them in the space race, right? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Adam pulled out the real dad reference. John, they, the 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 no, Russians got into space with Sputnik, and then John F. Kennedy said, "Well, you know what, America, we're done." Forget the moon. We're going to do something else. Let's let's birth the Kardashians. My fa- one of my favorite quotes in American history. Forget the moon. John F. Kennedy. <laughs> JVR was from London, Ontario. He would sure be a warrior. I know he'd be playing. Yeah. But now that I know he's from Washington, uh, he uh, might step out. No, New up. Jersey. New York State. Same thing. You're right. It's below the 69th parallel. That's If there's one thing I've learned in <laughs> nice. the last it's year a nice and a half, it's that all Americans are the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Indecipherable from the next. <laughs> they agree on everything. Oh, yeah. It's they, a little they obnoxious are, how they agree on everything. They are, they are truly a country united at this point. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, and hey. it's funny because there's so much geographical difference and cultural difference from spot to spot to spot. You think mm. that there would be a huge divide between them? Nope, nope. They all don't care about space. Unity. <laughs> as I as I just <laughs> beat that dead horse. Get it? Do you all get it yet? It's funny. Can I go to the bathroom? Sure. <laughs> Okay, so one quick thing before we get to the Vegas Golden Knights and then the press conference. I got a a message from Frank, who is a Buffalo Sabres fan. We were talking a little bit. Stop looking at me. No, I was looking at his name. Oh, okay. Stop looking (laughs) at me. My eyes are... I am revealing information to you. I have to be where you're sitting to read that. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah, I can't see that. So Frank is a big fan. Frank Arkery uh, on Twitter. That's a great question, Jesse. I think they're in my jacket. Your glasses? Yeah, what? Well, no, don't put your glasses on. It doesn't matter. No, but when he said it, I was like, where are my glasses? Read the thing! Hey, Adam. No, you actually, thing to do. So you we know were, what? We're not allowed to talk about the Sabres. Moving on. We were talking about the Sabres' power play a little bit. And he said, hey, bud, just, he just sent me a DM. He said, in terms of the Sabres' power play, the answer to the question of why they're so bad uh, is Davis Payne, who was an assistant in L.A. from 2012 to 2017. He has the same job here in Buffalo that he did in L.A., working on, with the forwards and running the power play. L.A.'s power play ranked 10th in 2013 at 19.9%, 27th at 15.1% in 13-14, 11th with 19% in 14-15, 8th with 20% in 15-16, and 15th, 19.1% in 16-17. Last season, Bob Woods ran power play for Buffalo, which was the best in the league. I didn't know that. I didn't verify that. It It was? Apparently, it was a good power play. Wow. Woods is now with Minnesota. the power play is really hurting because of a dude. When Payne was running it. 
It was really. Oh, it was really. As I accidentally uh, kicked my chair down. Ugh. I don't get it. <laughs> yes, Adam. Sometimes I can't with the two of you. Real us in. I can't. I can't. Sell us on this topic. <laughs> this is okay. What's the name of this show again? Uh, the Entertained Steve Dangle Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's labeled me. <laughs> Sell me on no, 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 me. Golden Hawks have given uh, Shippachov's agent a Golden chance. Golden Hawks. Golden Knights. The West Hill Golden Hawks. Sorry, Golden Hawks, who I played for. Golden Knights have given Shippachov's agents a chance to seek trade offers from around the NHL. That is the headline for Sportsnet.ca. And I think it's very interesting because here's the deal. Um, George McPhee is mismanaging this team a little bit. Well, apparently. So, by the way, we should mention that this validates uh, Ivis Kalnich. Who is uh, our Latvian friend mm-hmm. who reports on things sometimes on the Twitter.com? Uh, he was on to this Shipachov might not be that happy stuff a few weeks ago, and it was shot down by some mainstream guys. And here he we was have at, his agent looking for a trade deal. Well, the first time he wasn't playing with the Golden Knights is when I was tweeted that out and said, hey, no, they're, they're looking for trades. And then he got called up, and I think he even scored. <laughs> yes, he did, and I actually watched that game. He looked really good. Looked really good, although um, I don't remember who was tweeting about it. It might have been Eric Engels. So supposedly uh, he inquired, and the Habs were like, no. Uh, so they're not interested in Shipachov. But uh, supposedly Engels spoke to a scout, and the scout was like, no, he should have come to the NHL four years ago. He's a depth player at best. So... Someone is going to have to explain to me the arms race to get him and why it costs Vegas. How much are they paying him? Four point five million a year. Oh, now here's the interesting part about this. Either way, this is Vegas's fault because. Oh, absolutely. He's either not the player they thought he was, which is on the scouting staff, which is on George McPhee, or they don't have room because they mismanaged roster spots, which is why they had to give up Calvin Pickard. Because they have 18 million defensemen and refuse to trade any of them. Well, they didn't want to carry three goalies, and they chose. But they, they're out they of roster. Chose Subban. Shipachov is Pickard, down though. because they're out of roster spots. Yeah. Oh no, no, no! I'm not defending them on that. Like he I'm is, a Pickard. I understand. I disagree, but I understand. Shipachov is good enough to be on this team, even in a depth role. Sending him down to Chicago at 30 years old is going to make him a better player. Is yeah. he? Because they're almost undefeated. <laughs> Right. Well, that's and that's nice, but come on, how long is that going to last? Centers that are better than Shipperchuk. You don't. You know what would have helped Vegas if you if you just picked more waiver exempt guys, which we tried to do when we were drafting our team. It's amazing if you go through their lineup. uh, Oh, Jesse's got it open on cap friendly. I'm looking at their forwards. The only guy they could send down is Alex Tuck. Defense, they have no one, which is why they have ten. And goaltenders, well, Dansk, but he doesn't count because they had to call him up because mm-hmm. someone got hurt. <coughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, Shipachov is buried. Reed Duke is the only guy who's who was on season opening injured reserve. The first ever, the first ever Golden Knight. Uh, poor guy, poor guy. I don't understand. And you, you know what makes this? You know what? It's funny. Vegas, I think, is about to get rewarded for mismanaging their team. Well, because they have a pile of assets, man. They have a pile of assets, but what if they're able to trade Shipachov for a pick or two? <laughs> they get even more picks 
for a guy who they clearly don't need <laughs> because they're fine. My point if, is, if they win, great. If they lose, great. If they don't they, care, if they'd managed the cap, if they'd managed it properly, they wouldn't have had to give up Calvin Pickard. They wouldn't have had to ask Toronto to lend them Casimir Kaskiswo in Chicago. They wouldn't be starting Oscar Dansk. It would be Dansk and Pickard rather than, um, you know, you could have had. Well, both their goalies got hurt. I don't blame them for the goalie situation. The goalie situation was doing just fine. But they would have been fine to carry three had they managed it, managed it properly. Yeah, but it's never ideal to have three goalies. We criticized the Islanders for doing that a couple years ago with Barubi. And he never really recovered. So I'm not going to criticize him for that. But it is weird that they there was an arms race to get Chipachov. They paid him a boatload of money. And now he's already looking for a trade. And now this is this is the big criticism for me. I'm saying, oh, what if Vegas is able to get a couple picks for Shipachov? I don't think it's going to go down like that. I think they might have to give up an asset. And probably top. retain. And perhaps retain. That is bad. Because it's how many years? Uh, two years. Or so this I year next. You have, you have cap friendly. Yeah, it's this open? year next. It's two year. Nine million dollar contract. Is it? I thought it was longer than that. Let me let me see. Let me see. Ship a job. Two years. Yep. I'm sorry. I was wrong. All right. Wowzers. It's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. I'm actually surprised Montreal wouldn't be on this because this is the one position where Montreal can win. We'll take Shipachov and retain it half. You don't really need that money anyway. And, and, and the he, cap room, certainly. And Montreal gets a centerman. Yeah, and we'll give you... And even if he is a depth centerman, Montreal still needs that. And, now, and you can still play him. He's a fast enough, skilled enough player. You can put him on the power play. Takes a little of the strain off Jonathan Drouin, who apparently has done... The numbers are showing that he's doing quite well. Yeah. You're, you're Mark Bergevin. Give me an offer. Mm-hmm. Give, me, give me an offer. What is it? I will... Uh, bo- both of you. Okay. Um, you're going to retain... A million dollars each year. Okay. And I'm going to give you a donut from Tim Hortons. Okay. Uh, the NHL won't accept a donut. So I'll give you a dollar then. Can't, can't I'll give you a seventh that. round pick. See, a seventh round pick is not worth $2 million. I'll give you Derek Engeland. <laughs> I, I, no, you're oh, Montreal. Oh, I'm a draw. Yeah. I will First of all, I'm Mark Bergevin, <laughs> so yeah, I'll take Derek Engeland. No I'll, I'll uh, Thomas, Thomas, Thomas Plekanec's. You're high. You're on the, drugs. Like, what does Montreal give up to get anyone? Nothing. It's nothing. They give up like a sixth. It's the same thing What's that Shipachov. Yeah, but if I'm Vegas, just, Vegas wants to get rid of Shipachov. It's not enough though. Yeah, it's two million dollars. So is it enough to send him down and have him sit there and pay him all that money in Chicago or not play at all in Chicago? So they're paying him right now not to play because he's not reporting to Chicago. Vegas, I think should wait for a decent enough deal because it's Shipachov. Where did he come from? Russia. On what team specifically? Uh, Jesse, can you look this up? I believe it was SKA St. Petersburg, who is owned by an oil company has more and it has more money than the Leafs. If he waits this out long enough, he can just terminate that contract and go back to Russia. Players have done it before. Uh-huh. Petri Conciola did it. Well, what's Mark Strike doing right now? He's, he's term- all the way over there. They terminated his terminated contract. That. And SK? SK St. Petersburg. Petersburg. Who who needs Shipachov like a hole in the head. But they, they are get him. so, really so far <laughs> in first place. They might go out and get him. Do you give up as high as a third round pick if you're Montreal? 
For Shipachev? Do you say third and you retain all the money? Half? Mm. Half, maybe? You get only 50%. Oh, yeah, if I'm Montreal, I, like if I'm Montreal, of course I do that. Um, Is that high enough? I mean, he'd look great uh, down the depth chart after Tavares. Uh, I need to make sure he doesn't take up so much of the cap mm-hmm. that I can't resign. They also have two second round picks this coming draft. Pick. That's too much. I think It'll that's give a, like the Chicago pick. I mean, if I'm going to be this bad, I better keep those picks. Yeah. Okay. It is interesting that seemingly the most ideal trade partner is supposedly out. If they lose to Florida <laughs> instead of beat them, how? Oh. I wonder if they're in. I wonder how much a game changes it all. I bet there wouldn't have been a press conference. By the way, going back to our Buffalo conversation, Buffalo did lead the NHL in power play percentage last year. 24.5%. Who was number two? Toronto. It's going to be someone shocking. Colorado! Jesse was correct. Ah! Nice. No, I actually... Yeah, that sounds right. Yes. Caps, Caps, Penguins, Oilers rounded out the top five. Anyway, just throwing that out there. That's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. That's always a concerning thing when you uh, make your season predictions because it's rare to like stay top five in any special teams category year in, year out. Yeah, it's tough. That is the one thing I'd look at and I'd be like, mm, at least we're the second best power play in the NHL and barely squeaked in. If their power play takes a step back, they're going to miss by a mile. Mm-hmm. But let me know when that happens. <laughs> so when the when uh, when you do get a chance tonight, I want you to do something for yourself. I would have played this today, but I have um, I don't know how to play and then play back clips yet onto our audio. So we're gonna in, figure that in out in this studio. But Vin Scully throwing out the first pitch last night at the Dodgers game and narrating his own first pitch. No, it's four minutes. It's four minutes Go long. Go look it up. Yeah. And it's yeah. him going like, okay, Vin, don't screw this up. All right. It is so great. I want you to watch it. It was really good. Yeah. Really good. All the nostalgia feels, and then I think they lost, but whatever. Yeah, in the 12th, 11th <laughs> thing. The Dodgers are going to win the World Series. They're oh, you don't tell Jose it's, Altuve. They're going to win. It's ridiculous. What's the series at? 1-1. See, oh. I trust Jesse because he's AAA baseball, Jesse. Jesse played very high-end baseball. Did you play AAA baseball? I did play. See, how high is AAA? Because my first thought was, wow, that's one step below major junior baseball. There's there's AAA and then you're all Ontario. Why didn't, never played all why Ontario. didn't you all play on Ontario? I didn't keep playing baseball long enough. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you chose. Eh. What was your eh. position? I played a lot of, I was a pitcher. I had a mean uh, knuckle curve. And then with your I, fingers, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, I was the strongest man. That's fingers. why he's got such strong it's baseball. Oh. Yeah, so did you, did you hit some dingers? I I only hit like three dingers ever. Must have felt good. I've always thought that a home run would feel better than scoring a goal in hockey. Like a home run must be. It's because of the trot. Yeah, the trot is unbelievable. <laughs> that must be yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, and yeah. also, you don't know it's a home run for a few seconds. You know it's a goal right away, but a home run, you got to go get out. Come on, get out. Yeah, unless, yeah. unless it's just a fucking You'd smash. Of <laughs> did you home did you have one of those? Bat- no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've never just crushed. See, the ball I, I can see you being legs. an inside the park home run guy because you have very long legs mm-hmm. and could probably cover a lot of ground pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I bat. I hit first. You hit for, oh, yeah, you're a leadoff. Like leadoff guy. So you stole some bases. I, I did steal some bases. Jesse, I have, I have long legs. Jesse Henderson. 
Ricky Henderson. Oh, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Former Blue Jay, Ricky Henderson. I was going to say Ben Revere. Uh, <laughs> if, if we want to keep talking about baseball, it'll lead perfectly into the first press conference question. Well, let's do the press conference then. Steve. Yes, let's. <laughs> How dare you? You're no right. sound effect, huh? Wow. Yeah, All right. Did yeah. you listen back last episode? Yeah, I did. It was very well done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish it was over all this. I wish it was over all of this right now. Um, this week was the 25th anniversary of Joe Carter's walk-off home run in Toronto. Uh, 25th? 20. I'm 93, so 24th anniversary. Yeah. Yes. I think it was 20. All right. It whatever. was 93. So 92. It was a long was, time ago. Yeah. It was the anniversary yes. of yes. Joe Carter. So. <laughs> Say it, Adam. So, well, I got to pull up. What did he do with that home run? He brought the World Series back to Toronto. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. So, I'll give you guys a moment to think. Mm. But, oh, man. It is game seven. Of the Stanley Cup Finals, Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Edmonton Vegas Oilers, Golden Knights. Vegas Golden okay. Knights. Austin Matthews scores in overtime to win the Stanley Cup. You are the play-by-play announcer. I'm going to play a goal horn, and you must come up with your line oh. for the Team 7 clinching overtime goal. I'll give you a second while I pull up a goal horn. Press conference. Uh, the Leafs goal horn. This is in the ACC. It's a home game. Oh, obviously. Oh, obviously, we we won the conference. Yeah, it's not like the Leafs winning at Edmonton, where there's enough Leaf fans there that it's basically no, no, a home game. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Adam's method acting. Oh, there it is. Very, very well done. Very well done. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to play this. Taking the magic out of the moment. Who, who's going first? Oh, Adam. I, I think Steve said I don't. Okay. <laughs> All right, Adam, are, are you ready? <laughs> I hate this so much. This is going to be so embarrassing. Oh! It's probably going to, you're probably going to shit in the bed. I'm yep. not rooting for you. Cool. But it's going to happen. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to think. I lost it. I lost it. I oh, got okay, it. Okay, okay. Um... You're stretched for time. Say something. Talk, talk. <laughs> Let's describe the play beforehand. What's, what's happening? Yeah, how does it happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. About. Get, get to the moment. All right. Austin Matthews spots the game winner. Neutral zone. Other team has the puck. Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> Vegas for sure. At some point, Adam says, Alex Tuck with the puck. Because he's he's coming in, and it rhymes. It right. His name is Tuck, and he likes to puck. Yeah. Kill Bill reference? No. You he see, like his name is Buck, and see, no. Okay. He's gonna. I'm not cheering for you either. Right. So, Sorry. <laughs> Zach Hyman breaks oh, up the. That, okay. Oh yeah, you bet. Zach Hyman breaks up the play at the Leafs blue line. Oh. Nylander swoops in. He's breaking down the wing. Austin Matthews with him. Um, f- Lucas Spiza is the one man back for Vegas. Yes. Willie sauce over to Austin Matthews like an Italian chef. And it goes right over the defenseman's stick. Matthews oh. out 
of no. He did what he does. He did what he did against Carey Price. Bats the pass out of midair, brings it down to the ice, and then puts it in the back of the net. Pass Mark Andre Fleury and scores. Austin Matthews. Can you believe it? I can because Alex Tuck <laughs> had the put and he got he got broken up in the blue line there. Hyman over the William Nylander. William Nylander brings it in just like his father Michael, who played for the St. Louis Blizzards and a bunch of other teams, and he sends it over to Austin Matthews, all American pro, and he puts it in the back of the net past Mark Andre Fleury. Mark Andre Fleury made a huge save in the Stanley Cup Final 2009 to bring the Stanley Cup to Pittsburgh. He couldn't do it here against Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews, hero, Toronto. Julie can ice the puck. <laughs> well done. Yes, I just right. well done. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm glad you did that because mine was just going to be. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't supposed to be your reaction. It was supposed to be, you know, a call. Oh, no, if I was the play by play man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be Steve. <laughs> All right, it happened. It happened. It ha- that, I think, should be it. It, sh- it should either be something like, finally, and then just let the crowd noise take it. Yeah. What if you What if you just steal it and you're like, do you believe in miracles? I can. <laughs> <laughs> I think someone made a YouTube video where they went, do you believe in miracles? I can. <laughs> we should, there should be a YouTube clip of all the best, yes. all the best hockey calls that I can. Like, bless you boys, I can. <laughs> Everything is happening. I can. I can. Uh, Something along the lines of, it happened. It finally happened. You've done it, Lenny. You've done it. I I don't, it's got to be a very simple call. I don't envy whoever has to make that call. No, I don't either. Because it's, that's the one that lives in, lives in infamy. That's the, you know, and, and that's, I think when you're a pro, when you're really good, it just comes out of you. The ideal thing, and Bob Cole gets this a lot and does a really good job with them, and I've heard Jim Houston do a really good job with a few of these too. The ideal thing is the Leafs are just like killing them. Yeah. That way in the final minute, when the crowd just starts their standing ovation, he can go, you know, after so many years, in 93, they came close. 94, close again. 2002, but no luck. Three years ago, they found themselves in last place. And then blah, 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 and then he finally gets to, and now, the Toronto Maple Leafs Stanley Cup champions. Take it away, Toronto. And then the final 10 seconds Just, of the game, yeah. on yeah. the audience going, Even like the 10! Nine. Yeah. The last like two minutes. Yeah, just let's just be. It'll be. We're gonna turn it over to the fans. Yeah. 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 Literally, yeah. don't talk. Now, here's the problem with that plan. Is any Leafs is any lead safe? <laughs> okay, that's Hopefully why it's like seven one. That's why I said, yeah. oh, and the Leafs are killing them because I was about to say the Leafs are up two. Leafs are up. Leafs are up seven with two minutes to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, You're, that's such a Leafs fan. No. Okay. All right, we're up two. Yeah. Two. Uh, that's man, thirty goals each. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I think the best thing, and I, I, I hate to say it this way, but I think the best thing for the Leafs is that two of their three best players did not grow up Leaf fans. 
and oh, I and, okay. and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna because Connor Brown and Mitch Marner and I, was, I, I count Mitch Marner, but Connor Brown and Mitch Marner grew up Leaf fans, right? Yeah. The best part about Matthews and Nylander is they didn't, and I'll tell you why. Hmm. They don't have the oh my god, don't fuck this up for me. And oh my god, I don't want to be the one that fucks this up for childhood me. Do you see what I'm saying? Who clinched the Leafs a playoff spot last year? Connor Brown. Connor Breezy. Brown. Downtown. Breezy. Well, the correct answer is Curtis McElhaney. But. <laughs> <laughs> but, Who I think also grew up a Leaf fan. But I, I just want to say I think it's important yeah. that that they don't have that in the back of their head. 20 years of... Don't please don't fuck this up like, like everybody else. There's a did. mix. Yeah, yeah, it's good. They're also so young. Yeah, you're almost young enough not to know. They don't really know the 2000s. Mm-hmm. They've turned it off. Yeah, They've and I think t- Mike Babcock's done a great job of turning okay. that off. Right. Yeah. You know what you can't have with Austin Matthews is a conversation about the 2002 run. You can't have a com- hey. Remember that? No. Nope. You know what he says? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not. He was like five. He didn't. Did he even like hockey at that point in his life? I don't no. think he did. <laughs> it's crazy. Like you want to talk about wiping the slate clean, and then there's William Nylander, who doesn't give a good goddamn anyway. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> his dad was in the NHL. Doesn't phase him. Oh, God, you guys are gonna get me excited. Get uh, me excited. Steve. Yes. Paula Brady on the Reddit says. You wrote an article article for Kijiji. Yes, I did. Talk about that. Isn't that cool? It is cool. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, they approached me. Uh, that's really oh, cool. Nothing. That's no. That's how it, this is how he. This is how Steve pisses away his retirement. Is the way that it should have been. <laughs> <laughs> how you um, find memorabilia, aka how I spend my kids' college tuition. <laughs> the specific question is: What's your greatest find for your collection? Ooh. Uh, it's difficult to see in the background on my shelf, but I have a little rubber doink the clown uh, of wrestling fame. Uh, God, <laughs> what else do I have? I know I got the Gilmore figure on Kijiji for sure. I have some really, I have a one of a kind thing. I don't know if I've ever talked about it. This would be the time. I will do it. I have a thing. I'm not going to talk about it. But you know, it's not important right for now. Lo- for the longest time, I was like, I don't, I don't want to talk about it in case it... I, it was it was stupid. I'll talk about it now. Okay, uh, someone robbed you? Yeah. No, no, that's not why at all. Okay. So my buddy used to do audiovisual um, for this company, and one of their clients was Joe Bowen. And uh, Joe Bowen has a man cave or whatever that destroys mine because he's Joe Bowen. I'm sure he's relatively wealthy and also worked for the Leafs for what thirty years. So he's got ridiculous memorabilia. So he's he's out of room. So he's got all this stuff like in closets and in storage where he's like, here, just take it. Just take it. So my buddy goes to his house and he's like, here, would you like this? And he goes, well, I know, uh, I know my friend would. So he just goes, here, take it. It is a movie poster. Like a, a fake. Oh, yes. It's a fake movie poster. So obviously this wasn't off Kijiji. But anyway, it's a fake movie poster. Of Wendell Clark in a cowboy hat, um, and like you know the lion, the the for that movie company I can't remember which one it is. Metro Golden MGM. MG, yeah, it's that's Ty Domi's head. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's a bunch of reviews at the side. 
and here's how old this poster is. There's there's a fake review from Bob McKenzie, and it cites him as the Toronto Star. Oh, wow. Which I didn't even know he did. I didn't even know he did that. And, it, you know, and there was one, it's like, why am I not in this movie, Janet Gretzky, or something, something like that. So it's, it's just a spoof movie poster of Wendell Clark, and it's signed by Wendell Clark, addressed to Joe Bowen. Oh, wow. And I have it. <laughs> I have it. Why doesn't Joe have it? Well, that's the reason I didn't want to say anything, and this is the stupidest thing in my head, is, well, what if Wendell Clark found out and got upset? I know. I'm an asshole. You don't even need to say it. I don't <laughs> I'm think an, an asshole. Idiot. I just think that's overthinking it a touch. A little bit. I don't think Wendell cares. I don't think Wendell cares. I don't think Wendell has ever seen anything of mine. Do we think Nazem Kadri did Nazem Kadri Bob Ross on purpose? <laughs> I want to believe. You didn't I come want up with that, though. Yeah, I did. Nazem Kadri, Bob it? Ross. How, what was our signal to the Pittsburgh Penguins Twitter? It's like blink twice if you're listening, or what was it? The yeah. Oh, and then they tweeted us back, and they actually they tweeted, and they're yeah. like blink blink. All right, Nazem Kadri. Did you invent this art? I'm pretty sure I did. Tweet a paintbrush if you listen to the show and heard that, and that's the Nazem Kadri, Bob Ross. Just tweet a paintbrush. I, no. Do it. It's not no, going to happen. He's. You know the great thing about that is even if he's listening, he doesn't need to do that. No. <laughs> He but I think it would be kind of cool. He and I think need to wink at us. I just the penguins didn't either, but they did. I think it's the greatest coincidence ever. It's a popular costume. I don't even remember that bit. The Nazem Kadri. Can't Ross? even remember the conversation, how it came up, what what we said, it anything. Was, oh, that's because LFR. that's because it was in the LFR. Oh, there it's you go. Not, yeah, it's not. That you clearly don't watch. So that's fine. I watch your. Like, oh my god, we, there's so much oh, bloody content. Oh my god, I, I can't. Remember, I can't keep up with yeah, all of our stuff. And why don't you consume it all? You know. <laughs> I, it's like <laughs> people will come up and actually quote back conversations that I cannot remember having on this show. When SL gets up for work in the morning and tells me that you're on breakfast television, I go, what? And I get out of bed and storm down the stairs in my underwear so I can watch you for two hours. That's not true. That's uh, Of course it's not true. Uh, I sleep. I think it's more likely that he watches the other parts. I don't think so. There's a couple Leafs who I know have watched and whose family members watch, and I don't think Naz is one of them. Although, I've interviewed him a bunch of times, but not for many years. Does Bozak know about Boz Lightyear? I'm going to go with he doesn't on account of he blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of people are like, now we got to get Bozak, and I'm like, you see, there's a bit of a history there where I lambasted him for several years. Phil Castle, uh, <laughs> Phil Castle has you blocked too, right? He also does, yeah, and then I met him. You're like he didn't know. He didn't yeah, know. He doesn't know. He didn't no. know. This is a Twitter account. He didn't care. Do you have any more questions? Or are we good? No. Lots of clubs. We're good. Yeah. Uh, From Steve Dangle. Did Nazem know? I don't think he did. Tweet that paintbrush, Nazem. I have faith. I have faith. You ha- are you going to mention in your next LFR? Oh my God! Yeah. Are okay. you a bit that I've been doing for over a year. Yeah. And like, it's either amazing because he understands the meme. Which is, I don't know, it's a little bit of a meme. Or it's the best coincidence ever. Either way, it's the best. I want to believe he does. I do too. I think he does. I think he does. Who wouldn't pass that along? I saw a few people tweeting that uh, TSN stole the bit, which I don't think. Yeah, they. they I don't think they did. But like a little bit. 
so, Bar Down guy stole it. Well, Pen Pen Jelly. <laughs> oh no, that's because it went into the public forum, right? So then Steve might have no. created it, but other people jumped on it, which means. And then I remember that no. article. You were cut from it. <laughs> they talked that, about that shady. There was uh, something you created, and the Bar Down talked about it, <laughs> and then but they talked about all the reaction tweets, but nothing yeah. for no. You know what? It's yeah. not shady. It's not shady because it's. So not, if it's I'm shady, not, it's implying he did it because of me, which we don't know. And, and, and I Bar, think there's no reason Bardown could include you because you work for Sportsnet. And Pen no Jelly Inc. is the artist who don't made that comic. Hmm? Don't write the article if you can't cite no, the original. Pen Jelly Inc. is the guy who made the comic, um, the drawing of Kadri Bob Ross. Mm-hmm. And he made this like months ago or years ago prior to Kadri getting into costume. Bardown pays him to do comics for them. Oh, okay. It was the perfect opportunity to post it, so they did. Okay. He, he well, that makes sense. We like Listen, I don't DM think there's anything untoward. I don't no, think there's anything, anything untoward. untoward. Believe me, there's nothing in the world I want more than to believe he did this on purpose. But uh, no, there's no way. I, it's Bardown's not like you know who we'll steal from. Yeah. <laughs> of all the people at sports that those guys yeah. <laughs> that guys guys I got this amazing 31 thoughts all right all right you can wait wait your turn <laughs> forget your Elliot Friedman all right we need your Steve Dang if that is his real name <laughs> two T's Elliot does the I come before or after the E? I have no time for this. Get me Steve Dangle. That's the good <laughs> shit, kids. Anyway. So anyway. Um, all right. Well, that's it for today. Uh, Leafs are playing tonight against Carolina. It'll be good to get a good look at Carolina because that's a young team on the upswing, and it'll be interesting to see. Extremely exciting to watch, even though they haven't done that well so far. Yeah, they are currently 3-3. Three and 3-3-1, three, three, three and one, that is. Um, which isn't bad, isn't good. It's just it is. Um, Batman 500. Your Batman 500. I like I that. I want to know who the starting goalie is. Well, I guess it doesn't matter. Um, I'm excited to see it's future. It's not going to go up until the beginning of the game. Future anyway. <laughs> Leafs defenseman, Justin Falk. And TVR. And TVR. And Noah Hannafin. All of them. All of them. We're just going to get the them The Leafs are going to buy the Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> We're going to get a lot of this tonight. Oh, my God. They won. Finally. They won. <laughs> Only I may dance. <laughs> <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.